Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to the program. Of course, we're going to talk about gardening today. (laughs) What else would we talk about here on New Southern Garden? I still think that the weekends are a great time, wonderful time to get out and garden, do something. I mean, we're nearly, folks, we're, we're on the verge of being into spring, so we're getting close to that time. I say verge. Okay. We're not right at the beginning of it. But what I mean is, when I say the verge of spring, is that there are some things you can be doing now, starting to do, preparing to do, for that glorious day when you get to step out in the landscape, into the vegetable garden, into the orchard, whatever you're growing, and start putting things in the ground. There are plenty, plenty of gardening tasks that happen before that glorious event. And one of those things, of course, is, uh, well, you can start placing, hopefully you've already placed orders for seed if you're going to grow some things from seed, because you can start those plants indoors. We only need about four to six weeks before uh, we plan to put them outside. So let's say that um, we're going to plant on April 15th, which happens to be my birthday, but it also happens to be the last average frost for most of North Georgia. So four to six weeks before then puts us at about end of February, beginning, beginning of March. And if you haven't checked the calendar lately, we are nearly into February. So in a sense, we're on the verge of spring. <laughs> We're not over the hilltop of winter yet, but we are starting down the slope. You know, we're we're almost there. So we've got to look forward to all the wonderful things that are ahead. Going ahead and preparing. If you, like I said already, if you've not started placing orders for seed or rummaging through those seed catalogs, if you're like me, you're getting a lot of catalogs right now. And all of that is a good reminder. Folks, those catalog companies, whether seed or plant material, They've been doing this. They're not new to the game. They know when to send you these things. It seems like every week I just get a collection of some kind of, of gardening magazine or pamphlet or uh, catalog. And those are all sweet reminders to start spending money <laughs> to get your plant material ready for spring. Because again, if you're going to grow some things from seed, you've got to be sure to, if you want to start them indoors, get a jump on uh, blooms, get a jump on planting. I mean, starting plants indoors is a great way to speed up that process that's going to happen outside. Um, but you can have four to six weeks before uh, for extra growth and to just really get those plants strong before they are inserted into your landscape. So, We've got a lot of tasks, we've got a lot of things we can do. And speaking of those catalogs that you're getting in, 
I get a number of them. And uh, it never fails that there's always a particular catalog that I love to look through, and that's the roses. The roses, you can, uh, probably the best way to buy roses, well, not the best way. You should always go to your local uh, <laughs> your local neighborhood nursery and garden center. But they cannot and surely could not have the variety of roses that you can find on mail order catalogs, mail order nurseries, online nurseries, um, rose suppliers, because there's, there's so many roses that are out there. Doesn't mean they're all readily available. And your local nursery can only have a select number of roses. But through the catalogs and mail orders, the online nurseries, you can find a larger, more immense variety of roses for your landscape. And I have bought many roses online uh, through certain nurseries, uh, growers, if you will, and I've had great success with doing it that way. And so today, we're going to talk about buying roses as bare root plants. So bare root roses. And we're going to get into what exactly that means and how it works. We're going to talk about some places you can buy them. We can talk about when to buy them, when to plant them, how to plant them, how to, how to take care of them when they first come in. You open the box what do you do with them there? Uh, and then we'll talk about what do we do next? How do we keep them growing? How do we keep them blooming? How do we keep them happy and, and healthy? And what are some concerns or considerations may, we may want to think about uh, before we even start purchasing? But um, I do want to remind you that if, 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 well, if you're cooped up right now, if you're not going to be doing much outside, if you're not going to be sowing seed, if you're not going to be uh, uh, doing certain things in the landscape or actually getting your hands dirty, if you will, it's still a great time to learn and to educate ourselves more and more about this wonderful world uh, that we call gardening. And of course, you can find uh, this week's episode in a few short hours. You can also find uh, our past shows available at NewSouthernGarden.com. If you're if you are out in the landscape and you want to be listening and learning while you're working, well, you can do that on your smart device, on your cell phone, uh, your tablets. You can put New Southern Garden in your earbuds through the podcasting apps as well. Of course, that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all kinds of apps that you can find the show on. And of course, it will be on demand. You don't have to just listen from number one to number, I guess we're up to nearly 200, 198 or so. You don't have to necessarily uh, start beginning. You can select things that interest you or things that apply to your landscape. And you can fast forward, you can rewind to hear it again. But it's not a bad idea to start from number one, is it, Mr. Producer? Just Start at the top of the list and work your way down, and you will have hours and hours of, of gardening goodness right there on your smartphone and uh, your other devices. Last week, we talked about a very interesting topic, strange and weird. That's how I uh, introduced it. We talked about talking to your plants, and is that of benefit? Uh, we also talked about an interesting device that um, sort of... <laughs> converts certain certain activity in plants leaves and stems and relates that to an audible noise which 
sounds like music. It's very interesting, called Plant Wave. But if you missed last week's show, just be sure to check us out at NewSouthernGarden.com, and you can find not just last week's show, but every show ever. So this week, we are going to be talking about these uh, bare root roses. Now, what is a bare root rose? Well, a bare root rose is not necessarily a type of rose. A bare root rose refers to, the bare root part, refers to how a plant is purchased and, and sold and purchased. So the bare, most plants can be sold as a bare root plant. All that means is that it is shipped to you or it is purchased from a nursery, a garden center, a, a feed and seed store. It is purchased without any soil around the roots. So literally... The roots of that plant are bare, and we say it is a bare root plant. In this case, we'll talk about bare root roses. So it's been historically a wonderful way to move plants about. Um, let's see. It's really only in the modern day that plants have been sold in these plastic containers. But before then, uh, plants were grown in the ground. They were lifted, uh, or they were dug out of the ground, in many cases, we still do this today, we wrap the root ball with soil around the roots in burlap bags, and then the plant is moved. So that burlap sack is holding the soil together with the roots, which does help keep the root system from drying out. But when you ship bare root plants, you are not shipping soil, or you may have some other things around the, around the root we'll talk about, but you are essentially shipping the plant, moving the plant, selling the plant, without any soil around the roots. It's not a bad way, because that's been done for hundreds of years, probably thousands. And, well, here's a little piece of history, I guess, uh, from the historical sense. Back when the settlers first came to North America, there were plant hunters who were looking for new American plants. And many of the people who lived in Europe, Britain, um, other parts, of course, they were very interested in some of these brand new plants. The Western world had never seen them before. And they wanted those plants brought from the Americas and sent to Europe and, and England. And so, in many cases, there were plants that were being dug out of the ground, roots, uh, soil shaken off the roots, and then shipped bare root. So it's not a very uncommon practice. Well, it's more uncommon today, to be honest. But it still happens, and it is a wonderful way to move plants around um, without the weight and the expense of shipping with all that heavy soil. So, roses. Roses do very well as being sold uh, as bare root plants. Roses do extremely well. They respond well. You can trim a lot of the roots off of roses, and uh, you can dig them out, trim the roots, and move them someplace, and they will regenerate new roots readily and establish themselves quite quickly. So in many cases, these online and catalog rose growers, they are going to be shipping roses bare root. So I've sort of propped all of this up, saying how good and easy and fun it is to ship plants and move plants without soil on them, to sell them as bare root plants. But there are downfalls. There are downfalls. There's a, there's a, what is it? A silver lining to every dark cloud, right? There's always another side of the coin. Coins are always two-sided, whether there's something written on it or not. But in this case, on the other side of our bare root rose coin is the fact that 
they can only be shipped, they can only be sold as bare roots certain times of the year. And that is particularly over the cold season, the dormant, I should say, the dormant season. It just tends to be colder. Uh, and maybe more specifically, these bare root roses and other bare root plants are sold through late winter right on, on the verge of spring. Again, <laughs> this is the time. Right now is the time where these bare root roses are going to respond the best. So here's how the process of bare root roses occurs. Uh, the rose grower is cultivating these roses, usually in the ground, maybe raised beds, could be in containers of some sort, but they are cultivating these roses, getting them up to a saleable size while they're in the ground, and then when, it is, when that crop is ready to grow and be sold, those roses are lifted out of the ground, the roots are, well, the soil is shaken off the roots, and then it goes, if you're purchasing it um, online or catalog, is going to be prepared for shipping so it can come to your front door. And that process may include, uh, while you're packing it into a box, you may be surrounding the root system, the bare root system, with wood shavings, some kind of paper, shredded paper. In some cases, they may use peat moss just to keep moisture around the roots during the shipping process. And then, of course, that allows the roots to stay full of water uh, and not dry out. Because once a plant is lifted out of the ground, you do not want those roots to dry out. If you are transplanting something, you already know this, if you're transplanting something, you've got to make sure that you get as much of the root ball as possible and put it where it needs to go or cover the roots with soil, some kind of moisture-retaining material uh, before the root system dries out. You would rarely ever just dig a plant out, leave it on top of the soil, roots exposed uh, for days, weeks at a time because the root system is surely going to dry out. So you may find when you purchase these uh, bare root roses that they come with some kind of packing material uh, that is going to maintain a certain moisture around the root system. Of course, it's not there to be saturated wet. It is there to just keep moisture um, around the root system rather than trying to cause root rot, <laughs> which some materials uh, surely could. So that is sort of the basics of what a bare root rose is. We're not talking about a, a rose that is called bare root, like that's its cultivar or variety name. We're really specifically talking today about roses that are being purchased and shipped and acquired without soil, not in a container. When you buy these roses, you literally are looking at their root system. When we get back... We're going to talk about more of the information you need to know how to buy, purchase, and grow your own roses from bare roots. Hang on tight. Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at NewSouthernGarden.com 
where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the new Southern Garden family and let's grow well. All right, gang, so today on New Southern Garden, we are talking about bare root roses. And when we say the word bare root rose, I'm not referring to a certain uh, variety of rose, like Julia Child or the At Last Rose, or even the groups of roses like Floribunda, Granda, Granda, Granda Flora. I can't remember what that one's called. <laughs> We're not talking about are they rambling roses? Are they climbing roses? Are they shrub, bush roses? We're talking about the way that some roses can be sold and shipped and purchased. And the, the reason we're talking about this now is because now is a good time to look through those plant catalogs that you are surely getting in. They're probably coming to your mailbox. If, if you're like me, you've probably signed up for things, you've purchased things, and they those companies just keep on sending. Sometimes it becomes overwhelming. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I'll just throw this one away. But <laughs> the reality is, is there can be a lot of variety, a lot of uh, cultiv- cultivars, um, types of roses that can be sold and purchased through these online companies, uh, through the uh, mail orders, whatnot. And a lot of times these roses in particular will be shipped and sold to you as a bare root rose. But sometimes that becomes... Um, a, a bit overwhelming, if you, especially if you've never dealt with, planted, uh, even seen a plant that's been shipped or sold as a bare root plant. Because what you'll expect when you open this box, <laughs> your shipment, uh, is you're going to see a plant, you're going to see stems, there shouldn't be many leaves, but then you will see the root system. You will see kind of a, a, a line that distinguishes the root system where, where the uh, soil had covered uh, the bare roots well, what are bare now, and you'll think, this is not like the plants I buy in the nursery that are in cute little pots and containers with soil, and I just take it out and stick that in the ground. So there's some things you need to consider when you're um, planting your bare root. It's a little different, not much different, but a little different uh, than when you are planting a plant that was growing in a container, which is usually how you and I may purchase them from the garden centers and nurseries. Uh, But then there's some care that goes into it even before you plant. Once you open the box, what do you need to do? So we're going to talk all about that. Uh, We've already sort of described what the bare root rose means, what the how the system works, and so probably the next question we need to ask is where can I buy some of these roses? Well, of course we. None of these companies are sponsoring the show, but just in my experience in the past, uh, there's at least a couple of places you can uh, probably just Google bare root roses and you'll find sponsored ads for certain companies. And then, of course, you may come down a, uh, the list of search options and you'll, you'll have a plethora. There's probably more bare root rose companies we could uh more bare root rose companies than we'd have a whole show for. But uh, Jackson and Perkins is a plant supplier. They mainly do roses. Uh, They've been doing a long time. They've been doing a long time. And I've heard one person tell me they didn't have a good experience, but I've always had a good experience. The the bare root roses that I have purchased from them have come in with thick stems, fleshy roots, and they are super full of life and vibrant. 
And of course, these bare roots are only going to be shipped during winter, particularly late winter, right before spring, that gives you enough time to get them in the ground. Uh, But they actually will tell you, this is what I like about the company too, is they will tell you if you order something out of season, they'll say this item may not be shipped until a later date uh, when the weather is most appropriate, when planting uh, for this particular plant is most appropriate. And so the honesty there, I mean, you know, you can order a plant and the company can sell it to you at the wrong time of year and you'll have low success. But a company that tells you, hey, and we know you want it now, We know you're placing your order now. It's the middle of July. We're not going to send these to you because we have to expose these root systems, put it in a box, and ship it to you. We're going to do all of that when it is cooler and the plants are dormant. So you can, of course, be looking at bare root roses all year. Just know that now is the time of year where they're really starting uh, to pull them out of the ground, put them in boxes, and ship them to you. Um, Also, of course, David Austin. Uh, David Austin roses. It's a, a David Austin's a rose breeder. He's come up with many varieties, many new varieties, and that is sort of the classic English rose. Okay, that they really David Austin really only sells David Austin roses. You may find some some other companies uh, or s- some other types of roses in their mix, but really they're trying to push their brand, their line, but still good quality roses, especially uh, when you're considering purchasing these bare root plants. And of course, uh, there are just a number of, of, uh, of places that may even sell a few roses bare root, but they also sell perennials and vegetable plants <laughs> and strawberry plants and all kinds of things, bulbs. Uh, so just look around in these catalogs, look around on the internet, and I'm sure you will come across some great places and, and great companies. But those are just a couple that I've dealt with in the past. Now, we've I've sort of already answered this question, but when is the best time to buy them? When is the best time to plant them? And that is now. Buying could happen whenever, but just be sure that the company who's selling them to you is not shipping them to you. <laughs> uh, in, in the summer or fall, really, we're looking to get these bare root roses in in the late winter so that we can get them in the ground. They The ground, of course, I've go on and on about this probably every episode because I want to remind you that the ground is still warm enough for root growth to happen. And so by putting these new bare root plants, which bare root plants come with some damage on their roots, it's physically impossible to pull out the entire root system of a bare root plant. So roots are going to come in severed and that is okay. Plants can respond to a good, clean, sharp cut. If a bare root rose comes in and it looks like a mangled up root is attached to the plant, you may want to remove the mangled area with a sharp, clean blade, whether it's a pair of pruning shears, scissors, if the uh, root is small enough, a sharp knife, make a clean cut uh, when those come in. But the point is you will have some root system damage just to get the plant out of the ground. And now it's your job to put it in a, a great spot, great spot of the garden, a great area with wonderful soil so that root growth can happen. And by doing that um, over winter, you're going to have root growth happen so that by the time the plant leaves out in the spring, you've got essentially the starts at least of a new root system, which is going to be there to support the plant uh, as spring and surely summer weather is going to put the plant and its root system under stress. So that's when and um, 
how to buy, and go ahead and start doing it now. Uh, surely they can get you a shipment in before it's too late, but be sure to check out the company's uh, shipping window for your area because depending on what part of the country you live in, that time could be uh, variable by a week or two or three. Um, so now is a good time to do it. But let's say you go ahead, you find a company, you find some beautiful roses, you like pinks and whites and reds and bi colors, and there's even some purples out there. I've purchased a, uh, uh, wasn't bare root, it was in a small pot, but I, I purchased a purple rose over the winter and it looks beautiful. I mean, the plant does, it's not doing anything, but I can't wait to see those purple blossoms. So you find the rose you like from the company you want to deal with and you place your order and it comes in. What do you do next? You go to the mailbox, you go to the front porch, wherever that delivery guy dropped the box off at, you're excited, you open the box, and now you have this plant that looks like it's just completely exposed. You've got stems and roots, and they're all just in the air. What do you do? Um, There is some care that may be needed for new arrivals. But we're really going to get down to the basics of planting it, which is critical. Planting it as soon as possible. That's what we need to start with. As soon as the plant comes in, you better be prepared to dig a hole or already have some holes dug. Have your uh, uh, the new home for your roses prepared ahead of time. That's going to make the process more simple for you and, of course, better for the rose. But knowing that you need to plant that as soon as possible... What can you do if you can't get to it right away? Well, the biggest thing, of course, is going to make sure that those bare roots do not dry out. That is the biggest culprit. That is the biggest culprit of any bare root fatality is that the root itself dries out before it's planted. It cannot stay in the box for an extended period of time. Remember, it's been in the box over shipping. Maybe a couple, three, four days, nearly a week. Who knows where it came from, right? Uh, So you got to get the plant out of the box and you got to do some things to uh, keep it moist. And we don't have time now, but after the break, we're going to talk about keeping the bare root plant alive in between opening the box and putting it in the ground right after this. Hang on tight. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. So gang, today on New Southern Garden, we have been talking all things, everything we could possibly touch on with bare root roses. Doesn't that sound like a fun topic? (laughs) Talking about bare root roses is actually really fun because once we've planted these roses, we can anticipate many blooms, many blooms to come in the garden once spring and summer get here. And when we talk about bare root roses, I want to remind you again, sort of to reiterate what we talked about at the beginning of the show is that purchasing roses from your local garden center 
uh, plant nursery is always a good thing to do. It's always a great thing to do. Of course, you know, you're helping your local economy, helping those uh, hardworking nursery people uh, who surely like to... Uh, to produce great plants but also eat and survive so that's the economic side but from the plants perspective and your gardens perspective a local nursery a local garden center they're going to know they're going to be offering plants that do well in your area they're going to be offering plants that are appropriate for where you are but it would be impossible for any one nursery to carry the wide variety of plants. Talk about roses. Roses are one of the biggest plant groups that we have in modern horticulture. And of course, uh, roses are essentially the world's favorite plant. It's been America's favorite flower for decades. But there are so many different varieties of roses, different types, that'd be impossible for one local nursery to offer them all, <laughs> or even close to it. So you will probably find a lower selection, a limited selection of roses in a plant nursery than you would by looking online or catalogs at some of these growers that are producing roses and selling them to you as a bare root plant. So one of the biggest reasons why we need to be thinking about purchasing bare root roses is that you can have so much more variety and so many options. Think of the number of roses that you've seen in your life and then multiply that by a thousand. I mean, you know, there are plenty of, of varieties of roses. And of course, roses comes in all shapes and forms. The flowers themselves, you generally have um, a flower form with single petals and those can be nice and dainty. So you have like a set of one set of petals, about five petals. But then of course there's the doubles and then there's a super doubles and the bomb style. And so the number of petals just increases. And then there's the colors, the varieties of colors of these roses. But then there's also the growth habit of roses. Some roses are shrubby, bush-like. Uh, some create these, you know, we sort of call them long stem roses, I guess, because the florist industry produces roses with these long stems and single flowers at the top. And then there's uh, roses that produce a spray of roses. They may be tiny little bitty rose flowers, but there's about 50 all clustered together right there in big gobs. And then, of course, uh, there are the rambling or climbing roses, if you will, things that can grow up the side of a trellis, grow up the side, the corner support on a porch and just fill uh, the corner of the uh, porch patio, those beautiful rose blossoms. So there's so many varieties, so many different kinds that it is difficult for your local garden center to, to stock. I mean, unless they specialize uh, in just roses. But these nurseries online, uh, they may have several different growing sites where they're producing these so they can have more space for different kinds and types of roses. They may be working with certain independent growers uh, that are growing them, and essentially the company is brokering them. They're pulling from certain farms and certain uh, nurseries or greenhouses and then shipping them to you. So looking online, looking in catalogs is a great way to expand the availability of roses uh, for your landscape. But when you're buying bare root roses, they do come with certain concerns, their own independent concerns. Plants that are sold as bare root, we've already started talking about this. As soon as you open the box, you will probably see um, um, your beautiful rose plant. <laughs> 
the, the, the root system may be surrounded in plastic, like a plastic bag, and inside the bag is some wood shavings or sawdust, uh, maybe some sort of moist shredded paper even. Uh, I've seen a number of packing materials. And so the critical thing that we need to do is to get the plant out of that box situation and actually get the roots around some soil if we can. But like we talked about before the break, what happens if you open the box, it arrives on a day that's just too inconvenient, maybe it's been raining outside, maybe it is raining, it's going to rain the next day or the next, what can you do to sort of store your plant uh, for a short period of time before you can actually get it in the landscape? There's a few options. The first option is something in horticulture that we call healing in, healing in. And healing in, that's H-E-E-L, healed, healing in a plant is where we temporary, temporarily store the plant's roots in a location uh, so that <laughs> the plant doesn't dry out. So an, an area in your landscape, maybe it's the corner, the, 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 the back of the yard or the corner of a fence or something, where we can put these plants in the ground for just a short period of time while we have time to make preparations or we wait for the weather to get nice. And ideally, you would have a, a site that has soft soil, loose material, nothing like hard clay, right? Uh, you could use things like compost to heal plants in. You can use... Um, um, to some degree, mulches, maybe like a well-rotted mulch or well-rotted leaf litter. Some, we're looking for a material to surround the roots with that has the ability to hold on to moisture but doesn't stay sloppy and soggy wet because we don't want these bare roots to be surrounded by too much moisture, but we also don't want the material to be so light uh, that it doesn't have any moisture at all. And so if you have a little area in your landscape where you could call it the healing in garden, the healing in um, plot or whatever, anytime you bring a plant in or you're transplanting something, like say you got to plant the wrong place and you say, well, I don't exactly want it here, but I don't know where to put it yet but I need to use that space it's, it, that it's in right now. You can heal those plants in by um, incorporating all this uh, nice organic matter, fluffy, fluff up the soil as much as you can. And then you'll dig a, a trench that the roots can be laid over in. The plant is actually laying in this trench at an angle. You're not necessarily planting it upright. If we plant the plant upright, then it's going to start to try to root in. But we don't want it to root in. Maybe a little root growth is fine. But if you lay the plant in this trench at about a 45-degree angle so that the roots are headed into the soil, 45 degrees, and the stem is heading out into the uh, air, to the atmosphere, at about 45%, uh, percent, 45 degrees or so, then you can cover the root system with that lightweight material, whether it's uh, potting soil, potting mix is, is appropriate. Um, you can use your garden soil. I'll just be sure to incorporate organic matter, make it fluffy, soil conditioners, things like this. Cover the root system in. So your, your plant is going to have all of its roots covered, but the top portion of the plant is going to be sticking out of the ground all cattywampus-like. <laughs> it's going to be sticking out of the ground at 45-degree angle. Now that's going to sort of slow down root growth a little bit because again this is not its permanent place this is just a place to store it until you can get in the garden and put it in its permanent home 
The other thing you could do, and this would be for an extremely short period of time, extremely short, maybe just overnight. If you get home after work, it's five o'clock, six o'clock, it's already dark this time of year, and your bare root rose arrives, what are you going to do? You're going to leave it in the box? Well, you could leave it in the packaging material for overnight, but for at least a couple of days, you can't get out. Well, you could submerge the root system of the plant in a bucket of water and allow those roots to stay moist. But again, if we, if we go past just, say, 48 hours or so, those, the quality on the root system is going to start to decline because it's surrounded by water. But it's definitely appropriate to let it soak overnight. As a matter of fact, when we talk about planting in just a few minutes, when we talk about planting, we're going to talk about submerging the root system of these bare roots in a bucket of water. So you could go ahead for eight hours, maybe up to 48 hours, submerge your bare root into a bucket of water. And then by the next day or two, take it out and put it directly where it needs to go. So the bucket of water method is definitely for a short period of time, but the healing in method could be appropriate for months, okay? So you've got two options that are going to give you a short run and a long run of storage. You've got to determine. Uh, I hope that before you purchase your roses, you at least know where you're going to put them, where they're going to be. Uh, so don't wait very long uh, before you get those plants in the ground. The third method which I use this a lot, of course, at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. I have a bunch of nursery pots. <laughs> the nursery has plenty of pots. So in many cases, when I order bare root plants, I will directly pot them into a nursery pot with potting soil, soil conditioner. I sort of do a mix we can talk about later, but... Um, the idea is that once you put that container into a, or rather that bare root rose into a container, it could stay in there nearly indefinitely. Of course, plants can't live in a confined space forever. You'd have to prune the roots over time and other things to keep it uh, healthy. But you could leave that uh, plant in that container for two years, for three years, and really have not much of an issue. You do have to think about fertilizing it. It just becomes a potted plant at that point. But if you are in a pinch and you've got a lot of extra nursery pots, uh, you can pot up your bare root roses into containers, let them grow in the container, and plant it next fall if you need to, or next spring, the next next spring if you need to. So you do have a, say, a uh, two to say 24 hour, 24 hour or 48, 24 to 48 hours. I don't know if I'm trying to get out. 24 to 48 hour storage option within a bucket of water. Then you have maybe a several month option with the healing in, which is very traditional. We've been doing it for years uh, in horticulture. And then of course you have an even longer two, three years, whatever, uh, whatever that plant can handle in a container for storage options. But the whole point of this, folks, is it's best to get it where it needs to go. Get it in a pot, get it in the ground, wherever you want to put the plant, get it in there because you don't want those root system, that root system to dry out. Now, now that we've stored it for maybe a day or two or maybe a week or two, uh, depending on the method of your choice, what about planting? What about planting a bare root? Now, planting a bare root is a lot like planting a, 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 a plant that's been in a container. 
there's really not much difference, but there is at least one major concern that we need to talk about. So starting from the from the top, um, how wide do you dig a hole? Well, the idea of a container, uh, when you have a container plant, you want to dig a hole that's two to three times the width of the container. But you don't have a container, so how wide do we go? So the, the rule is as wide as you possibly can. <laughs> the wider we dig our holes, uh, the better. It doesn't need to be very deep, just about as deep as uh, the root system itself. Because when you look at your bare root plant, you are going to have to set the plant in the ground. If you buy a container plant, the nurseryman, whoever grew it, has placed that plant at the proper height. But in this situation, it's all going to be on you. So, um, you want to look for what we call a root flare. I don't have just a few seconds here, but a root flare is where right near the connection of the root system and the top of the plant, the shoot, you will sort of see uh, a, f a fluted-like position that's coming down the stem and flaring into the root system. Well, we do have to take this quick break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about planting your bare root plants, planting these bare root roses for optimal success. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. <laughs> at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. So, gang, this morning, that's my Eden Rose button. She's encouraging us to give growing bare root roses a go. We've been talking about uh, everything we could possibly do, talk about with bare root roses. Of course, that is the case where we are purchasing roses that have no soil around their root system. This is about the best time of year, late winter, as we go into February and March, uh, that companies are going to be shipping roses bare root. And of course, that it, it's an old-timey way of doing things. Now we use containers, and of course, you could put your bare root in a container and grow it that way. We do some of that from bare root to container plants um, at the nursery. Um, and in the nursery business, but in your situation, you can literally take these bare root plants out of a box and put them directly in the landscape. You don't have to lift a heavy container. I guess that's one way to look at it, and that's another good benefit. Uh, but let's talk about what we were just talking about, planting your bare root roses. And this sort of goes for most bare root plants. It's very similar. Uh, planting a bare root plant is very similar to growing or planting um, any container plant. We want a wide hole. Um, 
With a container, we say dig a hole that's two to three times as wide. Well, that gives us a measure based on the size of the container. But for a bare root, there's no container. How wide do we go? I didn't give you um, a number of inches or anything from before the break. But if you can dig a hole that is 24 inches to 30 inches wide, it's a big, fat, wide hole. That is wonderful. The wider you go, the better, because it softens up the soil uh, for new roots to penetrate and tap into uh, those new areas that they need to grow in. But now the depth of it doesn't need to be very deep. Uh, You don't need to bury a large portion of your plant stem. Like I said before the break, if you buy a plant in a container, the grower, the nursery guy, he has already or she has already placed that plant at the appropriate level in the pot. And you can just line up the soil in the pot with the soil in your landscape. But with bare roots, you do have to do this part yourself. So look for the root flare. It's sort of a fluted area near the base of the trunk that basically transitions the trunk into the root system. You can see this on on trees and shrubs. If you look at the base of a tree, look at the very bottom. You'll see a root flare. That root flare needs to be just right at the soil level. Or in the case of many bare roots, you will see a color change where there may be some green stem and then sort of a tan, maybe some brown for the roots area. Anything green can be above ground and anything... um, sort of tan or brown that looks like root needs to go below. Another measure may be, uh, of course, the bare root plants should be should have been washed so there's not much soil uh, from the growing site, from the, from the farm. But if you see a little residue, a soil line around the uh, base of the trunk, the top of the root system, that would be an appropriate line to use to place your plant. So you don't have to go any deeper. Uh, than that zone there. So it's not a very deep hole. Now, if we were growing, uh, planting a plant that was grown in a container, we would say the next step is to soften the soil and put that soft soil around the root ball. But there is one step here we need to add for these bare root plants, and that is to make a pyramid. To make a pyramid. Uh, What I mean by that is we want to go ahead and soften all the soil that we're going to put around the root system, but right in the middle of the hole, build a little pyramid of soil, a little cone shape. So you've got a broad base uh, and then working your way to a tip. And that's sort of um, not really a triangle, it's a cone. So you've got this little pyramid of soil in the center of your planting hole. And what you're going to do with the pyramid is lay the root system around the edges of that pyramid so that the roots are going in at an angle and we're making sure that we have soil underneath the root system. You see, with a containerized plant, the container is full of roots and the the container is full of soil. So it's easy to make sure roots have good contact along the edges of a root ball. But since there is no root ball, we want to make sure that every root that is attached and exposed is now touching soil. If we don't start with a little cone shape of soil in the middle, a little soil pyramid in the middle of the planting hole, then what may happen is when we do put soil back around the root system there is a void in the middle of the root system so start with a cone shape and then splay out spread out the roses roots the roses the roses roots on top of that cone pyramid maybe pressing down lightly so you get good contact then taking the remainder of your soft soil and twickling 
I don't know what else to say, tickling in, I guess, tickling in uh, the soil. I've really come up with all kinds of words uh, this morning. But anyhow, taking the remainder of your soil and working that in amongst and in between the roots. So we start with that glob of soil in the middle, that nice soft soil, little pyramid, and then we place the rose roots on top of that, spreading them out along the edges of the pyramid, and then putting the remainder of the softened soil around uh, the tops and the sides and the uh, lefts and the rights of those roots. That way, the key is we've got to make sure that these bare roots are no longer bare. We don't want our roots exposed, touching large patches of air. We want to make sure that they are making good contact with the soft soil. Now, if you can imagine what's going on, we've dug our hole, we've placed our little pyramid in the middle, placed our roots on top, and then used the rest of the soil to cover the roots. So it looks like the plant has been planted. But other than mulching, making sure we cover that softened soil so that no erosion happens and and washing doesn't happen around the root system. We do want to water the plant in. So the plant is essentially planted. But I would say this is a critical, one of the most critical phases. If you had a container plant, it wouldn't be necessary. It's a good idea this time of year to water your newly planted plant in. But with a bare root plant, it's almost essential because water, by watering, After you plant a bare root or dig any kind of hole, you are going to be forcing large pockets of air out of the soil with the help of your water. Your water is going to penetrate the soil, it's going to push, it's going to settle the soil a bit around the root system, removing any large pockets of air. If we keep large pockets of air underground around our bare root plants in particular, they're just going to dry out. So watering them well the day you plant is nearly critical. And then you're good to go. It's been planted. Your bare root rose or any bare root plant has been properly planted. It's ready to go. But what do you do next? Well, you sort of just treat it like any other plant. There's no need to fertilize right away. If you do this in late winter, you want to start your fertility, start your nutrients, start your fertilizer. Oh, about April 15th, as soon as the rose starts budding out and putting out new leaves and stems, that's a great time. As soon as the first, uh, the last frost has already passed, that's a great time. And you do probably want to water uh, as the season progresses, but don't overwater your bare root rose. Don't overwater any plant. Make sure you are feeling the moisture of the soil before you add extra extra water. Now, the other thing is pruning. Bare root roses really need no pruning uh, that first year because, of course, they are uh, have already been trimmed. They've been, they've been trimmed so they could be shipped. So you'll be enjoying flowers n- in no time. As soon as the weather gets nice, as soon as the, the spring weather comes, those plants should start putting out flowers that first year. So, gang, get out there. And give Growing Roses a go. For New Southern Garden and WRWH 93.9 FM, my name is Nathan Wilson. I hope you stay well and grow bare root roses well. See you next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. 
Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's News Southern Garden Show.